Welcome to Women in Venture Capital, a podcast by students for students. I'm Roshvina. And I'm Anvita. And we are from the Harvard Business School. Our guest today is Hanel Faris. Hanel is a rising second year at Harvard Business School. She worked with DCVC, a 23-person San Francisco-based venture capital firm that backs deep tech entrepreneurs. Prior to HBS, Hanel spent two years working in healthcare as an AI product and program manager before transitioning to consulting, where she continued to focus predominantly on healthcare and life sciences. It's really a pleasure to have you on our show today. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So um, jumping into the questions today, you share that you were only interested in medical device companies or healthcare startups, and that there was no mention of VC during your search for internships. Yet you successfully made the double career switch pivoting on both industry and function. Could you share how did you go about your decision for the shifts? What motivated you to try for a VC? Yeah, so for me, I always thought venture capital sounded interesting and exciting. And like most people thought, okay, I'll do it much later in my career. I'll go build a successful business, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, knock on wood. And then um, I'll go do VC when I'm much older and established. And so I had always been interested. And I think that's part of it too, is to find it, Uh, exciting as a field, even if I didn't think it was for now. Um, and then prior, I had realized uh, through some reflection that, you know, I enjoyed working at large companies, but wanted to try smaller, more entrepreneurial environments. And so, you know, going from GE to BCG was already a big switch in terms of culture and company, uh, as well as what, you know, my job looked like at all. And so, I was willing to, to do another switch. So basically through reflection, I had figured out that I wanted to try a smaller, more entrepreneurial setting. So I met with a few startups and founders to just really probe, like, what am I interested in? What size? Like, where do I see myself fitting in? I really like being an operator. And so for me, you know, joining a small company is the best way to do a ton of operations while also doing like strategic thinking for the company. And so I already knew that I wanted to be in that setting. And then ultimately, I went on West Track, which is uh, it's a healthcare tech club track. Uh, so shout out to them. Thank you. <laughs> and we went out to San Francisco and we visited a lot of tech companies. I stacked my roster with a bunch of VC companies uh, or VC firms, rather, because I felt like those would be really good ends to their portfolio companies. And so I set up all these meetings, more or less, with VCs. And through that, actually, um, kind of secondhand learned about venture capitalism. Uh, and it really, it actually was, DCVC is a deep tech firm. And they're very focused on recruiting like scientists and engineers. I used to be a scientist and engineer. Um, and so they pulled me aside and they said, hey, we want to talk to you based on your resume. And so even up to that point, I said, okay, uh, for, your, for your portfolio companies, obviously. And they were like, no, actually, we could see like a career path or at least an internship for someone like you here. And so I think it took a lot of, reflection of being in this wanting to be in that space in general uh wanting to be at a startup eventually and then pulling on like the the thread of that sweater if you will until it landed somewhere that that felt good that's interesting Hanel. It, it almost seems surreal that it was meant to be like you mentioned this was not on your uh, playbook to be thinking about vcs at least in the short term 
uh, but you did take on opportunities to know more about the industry and that got you to a place where you're happy. Um, and once you realized you were open to venture capital then, how was the recruitment process for you? You mentioned that uh, DCVC pulled you out and, and just asked you to intern with them. Was it that straightforward? Um, or any other resources apart from the trek you mentioned were helpful to you? How did you prepare for the interviews and the overall work profile then? Yeah, it's a great question. DCVC did pull me aside and say, hey, you you actually have a profile that would make you good for this. Like, don't discredit it. And that tipped me off to thinking about it. So I am very appreciative to them for that. But I, I mean, it was still an application process. They were more recruiting me to apply than like handing me an internship. And so this was in um, January. And so there was still like a whole semester to go. Uh, plenty, enough, plenty of time to pivot, which I think a lot of incoming first years don't like a lot of people get their jobs in the second semester and that's not just lip service. So there's plenty of time to like think about it and pivot. We can get to some of my other exploding offer deadlines in a minute. But from there, I went back to the other VC firms that I had met with to think to myself, okay, you know, if I'm going to do this, I just met with like three or four of them. What do I think? Should I apply? So I applied to their internship programs and a lot of it was self-directed all everywhere I applied, you know, they had like an application portal but the follow-up, the like getting an interview, like all of that stuff, I think I really pushed for on my own. So I would submit an interview online. And then uh, I knew I had to come back to San Francisco for a completely different interview with a completely different industry. And I told the VCs that I had applied to who had not gotten back to me like two weeks later or three weeks later. Um, I told them, hey, I'm going to be in SF. You know, it's we're about to be in March. Like it's like end February. I'm going to be in SF meet with me because I'll be there. And if not, that's fine. But you should know this is your opportunity. I'm coming out anyway. And that went over really well. Uh, people wanted to meet with me. I think, you know, it, it's I'm very fortunate to be at HBS. And so people usually at least will take a meeting with you. Um, so I met with them in person. And I think I did a really good job of, of winning them by this impromptu interview that I'd set up for myself, basically. Um, and then from there, uh, two days later, after meeting with them, DCBC called me and said, here's your offer, which accelerated everyone else I had talked to. I said, okay, it was great talking to you two days ago, but now I have an offer from one of you and, you know, trying to figure out how that works. Um, so it was very self-directed and um, very, like I had to push for the timeline. Uh, what are the resources that I use? I, so a lot of it too is like calling mentors and network uh, and people in my network. Yeah. So I called a few of my mentors and I used them as sounding boards because they knew me sometimes better, I think, than I know myself. Uh, and so I think that reflection of who I am and, and what they advise and also thinking through, like, I like to think through decision trees, right? Which is like, okay, if I go into VC, what does that close and what does that open? Okay, if it closes this, what would I do? If it opens this, what do I do? And then like, am I happy with that career path? And so ultimately with VC, I felt like it closed less than it opened and what it closed, I didn't mind so much. So it was a little bit of like coming to terms with that. I use CPD too, uh, but more tactfully during the, I have offers, what do I do now? And they were very helpful for that. Um, I, I mean, not just to like give that lip service, they really were. Like I set up impromptu meetings with a counselor. I just like showed up and she helped me walk through everything and it was very helpful. And then I set up another meeting with like the healthcare counselor um, at HBS and she helped me figure out how I might like reject tastefully or not really reject, like push off because maybe I'm going to recruit for them now this coming semester. And so they were very helpful in the tactical end of, of how I execute, um, which I'm, you know, I would heavily recommend anyone lean on if you have such resources. 
So you mentioned that you were um, having offers from other firms, um, some of them from completely different fields. You decided to go for DCBC nonetheless. What prompted you to decide on this? Yeah, so it was it was two things, which is one, what do I my, what do I want my summer to accomplish, right? Like in my career or in my life, like my personal self attainment. What do I want my internship to do? It's the last internship of my career. Um, and I, what I finally landed on because of that was I wanted to, to be something, um, new for me. And I really liked a lot of the companies I had been recruiting with. They seem like great, like medical device companies, like the culture fit. People are so nice. I think competitive packages, like no complaints, but they, I, I could picture those environments, right? I could picture what they would look like because they would be in some forms similar to what it was like to be a GE. And I was avidly pursuing that because I I wanted to be there, but it just didn't feel like it was an adventure for me. And so with this new, like either going to a startup or going to VC, like that was going to be a new experience and it would help me understand whether or not I fit well there. So once I decided, okay, I'm actually going to go on this entrepreneurial journey of some, even though it's VC, and I'm not going to go do something I can picture well, just for the virtue of having an experiment all right, now which VC firm or which startup? And so I thought ultimately, you know, if I could get into a VC role, that would set me up better for more uh, startup opportunities in the future. So that only opened doors in the startup world. So then I said, okay, I'm going to go first into VC. And then if I can't get into VC, which was a a very real risk that I was willing to accept, um, I'll go into a startup. So, you know, just to take you through that really quickly, the decision about... um, doing an experiment and then the decision to try VC before recruiting at a startup. Um, And now that I'm looking at VCs only, the reality is I hadn't talked to that many, right? I had talked to the few at West track. I did some cold emailing of people. Uh, I called, I have, I have some friends that do um, like life sciences VC, which is very deeply, deeply technical. Like one of my friends, she reads like research papers on molecular pathways all day. And even though I knew I wasn't going to be doing that, I wanted to understand from her, her perspective, like how can VC be technical? Because that's something I wanted. I didn't want to go be a VC that, um, you know, invests in like a lot of D to C or things that are like not in my wheelhouse of experiences. Not that those aren't great industries. I don't know that I bring value to someone, an exceptional leg up to someone who is doing something outside of what I, I know how to do. So I leveraged my own skills. Uh, I thought on what what I could do for a team trying to invest in startups, what perspective I could bring. And ultimately, I think sitting at this intersection of business and technology and engineering is what helped me realize, okay, I should go to a deep tech fund. And so then, you know, there's not a lot of deep tech funds and DCBC who had had kicked off all my thinking is a deep tech fund. And so a lot of it kind of naturally lended itself that way. Does that answer your question? Do you want me to say anything Switching gears a little bit there, um, during your interview process, as well as your time at DCVC, have you seen a focus on ensuring diversity at decision-making table? What do you think is needed to ensure a better representation of diversity at funds, as well as their portfolios? Yeah, no, I, I think this is a really good question. Um, and I will not, you know, not just because I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but I will say, I do think DCVC did a really good job of this, at least... Um, from what I hear of other people in, at other companies, um, you know, it was still very male dominated. It was still very white dominated. Um, and I think that that is a systemic problem that 
I hoped and believe, you know, is going to be evolving. That said, you know, I think it's probably best to compliment DCVC in terms of, because, you know, I could say, oh, they have a woman partner. Oh, they made me feel heard. Like, yes. But I think the best way that it was personified for me is like, I met with a founder, not, not a portfolio company founder, like a random founder who was pitching to us. And I met with him one-on-one and he kind of patronized me a little bit. Like, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm a woman and I am not super old. I was in this meeting and he, it was just me and him. And he kind of patronized me on like, you know, oh, in hospitals, they do this. And people do that all the time to explain their points. But it was just like, literally, he assumed I knew nothing about healthcare the entire time. And maybe, and honestly, maybe this wasn't a sexism issue. Maybe he just is pedantic. Um, But I kind of felt really unhappy leaving the meeting. Like, like I was talking to my, like, I was like, I was a young girl talking to my dad, and he was telling me about power tools or something, you know, like, and I, I didn't like the conversation and I didn't feel good about it. And so I went and I, I like during my weekly check-in with my boss, um, who is fantastic. I went and I talked to him and I just said, Hey, like I had this meeting. I felt weird about it. Probably means nothing. Right. Like maybe he's just a rude guy. Um, it's kind of hard to suss out sexism, you know? So, and I told my boss that, and my boss's reaction was he's a partner at the firm. His, his reaction was just, I'm like very like empathetic. Like, I, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. I'm going to like make a note that this founder is that way because it's not the kind of people that we want to be investing in, that we want to be spending our time with in terms of like grooming and, and uh, career partnership. And I actually kind of felt bad because like I was like, oh, I'm not trying to get this guy blacklisted, right? Like, but on the other hand, you know, I really appreciated that I made the concern known internally, uh, just that I, not even that I wanted anything done, just that I felt weird. And the reaction was very supportive and like in my corner, right? Nobody, he didn't ask me for, oh, why did you feel that way? Or like, you know, hey, prove me, prove it to me. He just said, you felt that way. That, that's unacceptable. And um, I'm glad you feel comfortable telling me. And here's how I feel about it. And, you know, there could have been more there, but just I felt very supported by him saying that. Um, And the entire summer, like, I never felt like race or gender impacted how people treated me. And I, I, like, cannot say that that's been true of a lot of things in my career. And so I... I can't answer for VC as a whole. I didn't work at every firm. But when I answered for DCVC, I felt included and like my race and gender were not a consideration in my intellectual capabilities. Um, I also think that that's driven, though, by being in deep tech, by being in like a a company that is very, I mean, everyone at DCVC is very uh, motivated by science. Uh, And I I think I find personally that scientists sometimes are very um, fact driven, right? (laughs) And I think that helps when it comes to to prejudice. So on the one hand, I would say, I can't speak for every firm, but DCBC did a really good job of making me feel included. That said, I think like most firms, they, they could have more inclusion in their company profile. They have spoken to me about this. They've spoken to the company about this. I mean, when Black Lives Matter, I think they responded very well internally. They pulled us all aside and had a conversation about race um, and how they feel about the situation. And I think they're very aligned that recruiting is the way to, to beat that. Um, but th- th- so on, a, on the DCVC front, I feel very good. On the VC as a whole front, um, I think that there have been some good moves. I was invited to like a woman's network of, of interns in VC over the summer, and they were very hopeful. We did like every other week mixers. And I think just getting to know other people going through a similar thing helps getting to hear from them, how they feel about the inclusion at their firm, you know, giving you hope that if I go join another company, even if it's not DCVC, like that there are good environments and also 
giving you a little bit of like, you know, sometimes the grass isn't greener, right? So giving you a little bit of like, oh, some companies are not so great and knowing kind of where to not go. And so I thought that that network was very helpful to me during the summer. I do think that a lot of things were impacted in a lot of ways by Corona. I think that it would have been nice to have coffee and lunch with women VCs uh, outside of my company and outside of the outside of the network, even just to meet, just like being in Palo Alto and running into people and meeting them. Um, because at that point, if you can just walk around Palo Alto and, and ask yourself about diversity, I mean, it's going to be reflective of the companies there as well. And so I do think there's a, a big sample that I missed by being remote in terms of what does inclusion look like generally. Right. And we've had many conversations with um, investors at this point. And what you said about, you know, like diversity and inclusion being very different, it's a different approach by each company, right? Like your experience is mostly driven by the companies you've worked at. So I was really happy to hear yeah, you have a very supportive team and that are aware of the need for inclusion. And yes, like you said, definitely there's a lot of progress to be made generally for the industry, but I do think there are a lot of companies out there that are recognizing the need for it. Um, thank you so much, uh, Hanel, for being on the show and sharing your experience with us. It was uh, a great time and uh, we really appreciate all the insights for our listeners. Thanks for having me. I really appreciated getting to know you guys and I loved your thoughtful questions. So I hope that anyone listening, um, this was valuable in some way. I'm very appreciative to have been here.